And welcome back to the Get Lit Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Southern Lighting Solutions. My name is McHugh David, co-founder of Southern Lighting Solutions. I am here with my business partner, Mr. Tarek Alimadine. Is it on? It is on. We are once again on the right path this time. I guess the joke is just going to be ongoing. It's going to go on until the end of time. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so glad you could join us for these jokes. Today, we're going to be talking about industrial lighting. We talked about commercial lighting last. We brought that to you guys a week late. I do apologize for that. Uh, but I forgot to turn the mics on. Yeah, that it, that's where the joke comes from. Well, I forgot to turn the lights on. So we, we the missed The mics, it. not lights. I said the mics. Yeah, you said lights. I said mics. Or did I say lights? You said lights. You'll I see guess it. we'll have a visual and verbal confirmation mm-hmm. of that. So we will find out. At any rate, forgot to turn the mics on. The lights were definitely on. Uh, could tell from the video. At any rate, we're talking about industrial lights today. We have a lot of options here. And we've had a lot of experience with industrial. And that's everywhere from just warehouse space, working space, all the way up to, you know, we design or have other people who have designed both, actually, watertight, explosion-proof type fixtures that can, you know, you know, have you ever seen those videos of those oil rigs going up and down on the big waves in the middle of the ocean? We can design lights that will withstand that, that will stay on, that will keep those guys safe. So, that being said, we also do the design portion. That's part of what we do. But want to get into some of your experience with sure. industrial lighting. First, let's keep it simple. Let's talk about a lot of industrial spaces where, you know, some of these companies have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. They've got high bays in the back that are failing, have failed, you know, are fading at the very least. And we have high bays here that suddenly are going to allow those guys, especially those craftsmen, to see what they're doing a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about some of the experiences you've had, especially, you know, bringing light to places where there once had been none. Where once there had been none. Well, I mean, first off, when when we talk about industrial lights, we're really lumping 99% of what we're doing into two categories, which is high bays and low bays mm-hmm. and industrial battens. Okay. Whether they are waterproof or non-waterproof or isolated or non-isolated okay um uh fixtures just depends where where they're uh where they're being used because industrial as far as we're concerned could be a warehouse could be an oil rig could be you know a smelting operation or could be just a food processing you know facility or farm all of those would use industrial industrial lights now as always, we like to talk about technology and a, a good solution or a good story over here was a cold store that we did okay. and um, they were using your typical fluorescent, uh, fluorescent luminaires inside them and they wanted a complete overhaul of the, of the uh, existing lights. Right. And... Um, we gave them two solutions uh, that was available. And the, I'm sorry, I need coffee, but yeah. The, the end user was um, so intrigued by the different proposals that we gave that inside his actual cold store, one of the cold store bays had one kind of light and the other cold store bay had the 
other kind of light. Sure. And I mean, this is a company that has has a total of uh, nine large um, cold stores around the country uh, that they use. These are usually what server farms. No, no, no. This is this was for uh, for meat. Oh, okay, okay. So I mean, you had you had temperatures there of uh, minus thirty Celsius. Okay. I'm not sure what that is in. Fahrenheit, I'm terrible at the imperial system. I, I, I don't know either. I, I think it's 2.2, so somewhere around negative 90, I suppose. No, I uh, think that's a bit overkill, but you know what? Well, I'm not sure either. Yeah, terrible at math. Anyways, you're supposed to know the imperial system. Well, I know Fahrenheit. You know <laughs> yeah. Celsius. I don't know how to convert. I, I don't know the conversion. We got number. way off topic here. Anyways, yeah. well, yes, yes. Temperatures were low. Temperatures so, were very low. But throw that in that the lights would function in that environment. Sure. They were designed to work in those in those tolerance. So these, from a Celsius standpoint, were able to withstand temperatures of minus 40 Celsius. Right. Now, one of them looked like your typical fluorescent fixtures. However... You've got to take into account when when uh, the person coming in with the forklift to get the the pallets and packs, um, he needs to be able to see light from the top to bottom, streamlined. Right. And with a normal typical replacement, you had light all over the place. Right. So what we installed was a high bay which had adjustable um adjustable lights so they could be tilted on the same on the same axis okay okay so you've got almost like a crossover pattern happening you know they still had the same 160 degree uh beam angles but you know instead of just facing right down we were able to tilt them each one about 45 degrees Okay. okay so when the operator came in and they just looked up they could always see the numbers from top to bottom you had a streamlined look throughout the entire facility okay and you know the best way to look them they were more or less like your typical battens but two on adjustable axis if you will the second option which is the one that really blew his mind is we used normal high bays with optics okay so your normal high bay, when you get it right now, when you buy it, whether it's on Amazon or Home Depot or Lowe's, where, wherever you go, and you just get a typical high bay, it just throws light out everywhere. There's no reflectors, no, no nothing. Right. With this one, we used optics to guide the light the way we wanted to go. So this one had what's called a 30 by 120 optic, which means from the actual light itself, the light came 30 degrees down, so it completely covered the area that we needed between the two sets of racking on a uh, on a latitude basis i guess you could say okay so up down okay but the 120 degrees was the spread between each light so it went for the length of the hallway so it came down and it went out okay the light the light spread and i guess you know maybe through the art of 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 adobe we can show it right here Right. We're going to put an image right here for you to see. It'll pop up right It will there. pop up. And, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll become clear with that, with that optic for you guys to see. Now, what this did is instead of, that, instead of those aisles needing 20, uh, 20 lights, which is what they were to begin with, we dropped that down to eight. Okay. So there was immediately huge savings there, and the light was still the same. Sure. The same output because sure, sure, sure. 
the output spread you were just throwing the light different angles right you know to get the effect that you so you don't have any light pollution which is something we discussed you know uh, before so at the end of the day what ended up happening is in smaller areas where they didn't need any crazy optics they opted with going with the adjustable angled uh linear high base right and um in the areas with the much higher ceilings, you know, the 30-foot ceilings and 40-foot uh, height ceilings, we used the one with the, with the optics. Okay. Because we, didn't need, we did not need as much power to begin with, because, again, we're focusing. You know, it's like, um, it's like a flashlight. If you narrow it, you can really see it farther. The distance goes farther. Right. So, I mean, that's... And, I mean, that's interesting because, like... And it sounds complicated, but, you know, we'll, we'll you know... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give y'all something to see. Sure. Because the idea is, you know, and for those of you who are just listening, you know, the idea is to try to make sure that the light, you're not wasting light by overarching everything. Sure. But that you're making sure that the pathway that any kind of person is following is completely lit. It's streamlined because, you know, um, they've got standards. Again, we always go back to this. There are standards that we that we that we that we follow. You know, a good example just to show how 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 important it is is this was maybe six years ago we retrofit a uh, a Coca Cola factory. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you, when the people from Coca Cola came over, they came with light meters, and the entire time they were walking through the plant, the light meter was on. Right. And they were recording everything. And every spot where you were off by even 2-3% was annotated. You needed more light there. Right. You know, and it was because it, it you know, you got to think in these factories people are all over the place, you know, you've got bottles, you've got, you know, the canning operations, you've got people in forklifts. I mean, they need everything at a certain level. So that they can monitor everything, they can see the readings, they can see any any flaws, any problems. Right. You know. And that's part of managing a facility. Oh yeah. You know, 100%. That, having that documented and having it fixed means, you know, okay, first thing we can cross off, we had a workplace accident. Was the was the lighting poor in that area? Well, eye test says no, it's not. Let's check. Yeah, they have the appropriate lumen, so we're moving on now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, all, it all factors in there. It all factors into that. And again, the fixtures that we use, long-term fixtures, they still haven't replaced them. I mean, their warranty is long gone past, and they're still running beautifully. Right. Well, and that a lot of that has to do with, and go check out our workbench on drivers. Correct. You know, we, we, we look at, these fixtures from a standpoint of, you know, having, you know, either, either a driver on board or a separate driver, being able to replace those to keep those fixtures going if you have to. A lot of them are, might have that 10-year warranty, but the lifetime of the fixture is such that, you you know, there are yeah. some of the fixtures we have that run on a certain amount of hours in certain places, like in an office space that may be on for six hours a day. It may outlive us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we had we had one of our clients said, "Listen, they've changed they've changed LED panels." I mean, guys, if you're buying a fifteen dollar panel, two foot by two foot panel off of Amazon and expecting it's gonna last five, 
It may. It may. It you know, may. Who, who am I to say? I can't, you know, not the rib, but this client got so fed up of doing this that, you know, and they came to us, they said, can you just fix this solution? And we will pay for it. You know, we said, well, you've got a panel, which is X amount. But if you really want to go there, we're, we're going to do, you know, and if you go back to the, the series, you'll see, we changed to the Italian. Right. The Italian driver, Italian, Italian board. And they forget them on just to see if they'll work. Right. And we designed them that way. Right. So, I mean, the, this fixture was using components which guaranteed him at minimum 150,000 hour operation and 10 years by the component manufacturer. Right. So, night and day. Right. So, we're going to be, you know, getting back to, pardon me, some of you, well, probably viewers and listeners probably just heard me hit my microphone. We're going to be doing some replacements in the back that, that'll be industrial in type. We're going to have battens and we're going to have high base. The, you know, interesting thing about those is that, you know, you can get certain IP ratings. I'm going to ask you to, to explain what IP, IP is. IP ratings and IK ratings. Okay. Yes. So let's dive into it. So basically, an IP rating is what's called your ingress protection rating. Okay. And it's basically the higher the rating, um, the less amount of dust, water, whatever can get into into the the fixture itself right you know and you have your typical fixture is an ip20 rating which means it's protected against dust okay you know your 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 standard bathroom fixture is going to be ip44 and it goes by zone so you have zone one two three you know let's say let's say um in a bathroom or even an industrial setting you know whereby if there's water or steam you know, it's got to be able to withstand a certain amount of, of humidity or sure. what have you. You get into your IP65 is watertight. Okay. You know, you, you can put it outside in the rain, no issues. It's not submersible, though. IP67, you put it in the ground, it can take water up to a certain amount for a non-extended period of time. And IP68 is fully watertight in a pool, in a fountain. It's got to have water around it to keep the components cool. Right, okay. You know, that's, that's a submersible type okay. type, um, type fixture. And then you get into what's called the IP69 rated fixtures. And those are vandal, hazardous rated, explosion-proof uh, lighting. Now, when we say explosion-proof, that does not mean you can put a hand grenade next to it and it's not gonna you know damage it. it it will what it means is basically if there's a a power surge or a flaw on the inside which may cause an explosive type reaction that light is going to be maintained it's going to be safe it's right. designed for i mean it's designed for those types of applications sure you know so especially even in oil rigs if there's a large fire around or even explosion that happens on the outside and something happens on internal components, the light is still going to keep its integrity. It's not going to, you know, shatter into a million pieces. It's not going to cause any issues on the inside uh, components itself. Right. I mean, again, there's, there's a lot of very different definitions that go into it because you have, from there you go into ATEX and IECX ratings, which are, which are various explosion-proof level ratings, which you need to have for certain facilities. Right. And you have levels one, two, three. So it's, I mean, that's a podcast 
all in all, I mean, and that requires exceptionally specialized fixtures, specialized testing, specialized ratings. Right. I mean, you know, uh, the list goes on and on. Next, you have your impact rating, which is, you know, IK1 to IK10. IK1 means, you know, your stun can break it just by flicking the thing. Sure. IK10 would be your normal industrial baton that you have would be your normal drive over light. But since we're going to stay on industrial applications, the industrial baton, so if a forklift goes into it, it might crack it. It's not going to break it and shatter it into 100 pieces. Okay. You know, you know. And we'll demonstrate this uh, later on where, you know, more we'll take a hammer to one of those fixtures. Okay. And you'll see it. I mean, it will not, you're going to have to really go to town to break this. Sure. And that's what the impact ratings are for. You know, they're, they're designed for those um, experiences. Right. I guess if you want to. Incidents. <laughs> Incidents. Yes. 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 And, you know, um, you have certain ratings which are required for food areas. Right. You know, I mean... We, we know these ratings, or at least and I we know, know where to find them. We know where to find them. We know what they are. I mean, it's... it's we don't want to bore you, yeah. you know. With, with the my, minutia. With, yeah, with the minutia, yes. yes. But, you know, so... But one of the things we do want to connect with all that is we do the light design, right? And we can take any kind of space, and we take you know, uh, what the color of the walls are, what the colors of the floors are, the, you know, the height of the ceilings, everything. Yeah, we like to and, discuss this, you know. Uh, right. Well, I, I bring it up every time because I want to remind people, you know. And reiterate, yes. And, yeah. You know, when we when we come to these things, we're not just trying to throw a fixture at you. You know. We're we, giving a solution. Right. We are, ha We are providing a solution. And, you know, we want to, we talk about it from a standpoint of, and, and this is where I'm going to drag this in. I think you're going to like this. When we're talking about solutions we want to build a solution for you we want we we have access to so many different types of fixtures and we even have access to different types of lenses chips and all sorts of things within one specific fixture like you said we have a high bay but we might have a special type of light on the inside or a special type of lens we want to build that out for you it's not as expensive as you think no and we are building a custom solution for you that we i mean we can do here or we can bring in uh, things from other parts of the country, other countries. You know, we want to do this for you. We don't. We aren't just going to peddle something that we've got sitting in our warehouse. Sure. You, yeah. No. I mean, like I said, as a solutions company, yeah. We, obviously, we would like to, you know, promote and sell what we have. But as a solutions provider, as designers, if there's a better solution out there from certain companies, we're going to tell you about it. Yeah. You know, and and there are, you know, as far as, as, you know, I like to go back to it because it's a good one, the explosion proof. Fixtures, count on one hand. The number of real companies that, you know, um, I would stand by, you know, we would stand by blindly and not even, you know, it, it's like getting a car. If you buy a Rolls Royce, you know what you're getting. There's right. no, I mean, obviously they are very expensive fixtures in these cases, but you know what you're getting. Right. And again, nobody here is really in the business of buying these kinds of fixtures, but it's it's a good example. Sure. And 
we're, you know, or may, maybe some people just need a few of them, but we, we know how to find those solutions. So we've talked about battens. We've talked about high bays and low bays, you know, and, and we have these things for, you know, that are kind of in between, I guess you can say commercial and industrial. Sure. We, we've got them for, for street lamps. We've got them for garages. We've got them for car parks and parking oh, lots. We've got them for parks. We work with a company that provides specialized bulletproof lenses. Right. You know, and it's funny because you, you hear stories about people coming to you and say, listen, we've got a problem. We keep changing our lights. And for some odd reason, people just keep shooting them up. Right. I'm like, who the hell is shooting up lights? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, but it, it's, it's something, you know. I guess they find it fun. I Yeah, sure. So, but we can provide a solution that at the very least, even if they shoot at it enough, they may shoot out that lens, but the light's still going to work. At least until they replace it. If they shoot out the whole thing, there's nothing we can do. I mean, there are various solutions. You know, one one of these simple lenses is it's encasing, which is designed, you know, to stop a 44 around and just glance off of it. Right. You know, eventually you hope that the guys um, stop shooting. But you know, we found some people have been very industrial, and they take it personally. Wait, did it break? No. Let's go get a bigger, bigger gun. <laughs> We're going to make it break. We're going to make it break. We're going to find a way to make it break. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, we have, we even have, you know, if you're, if somebody catches this that happens to work for government or, or be part of a street department or something, we even have, you know, street light solutions. Oh, yeah. And all sorts of things like that. So again, we were taught industrial, a little smaller uh, because you can kind of cover the whole thing. Because, if you have a factory and you have an office space, we talked about it last time in commercial. We also have these solutions for industrial spaces. They're kind of tried and true, but we have LED versions of oh, yeah. the tried and I true mean, versions. E even a car wash you would consider industrial. Right. And we have solutions for those individual sure. businesses and industrial spaces. So, again, sir, Mr. Tarek, thank you for joining us. We talked about industrial lighting uh, today. We hit you with the commercial yesterday. Sorry we were a little late on that. Of course, it's because I didn't turn the mics on. And then we hit you with residential two weeks before that. Yeah, I mean, we might have gotten a bit off topic today with the with the industrial, but, you know. It kind of fit in, and it was a wrap-up sure. of, of talking about residential, commercial, and industrial. I always want to remind people, we can design spaces. We want to provide you with the best fixture to meet your solution. And it doesn't. It, it, it's not going to break your bank. We promise. Yeah, is it on? It is. I on. think it is on. I I hope it's on. Let's cross our fingers and see. So again, my name is McHugh David, co-founder of Southern Lighting Solutions. Here with my business partner and co-founder, Mr. Tarek Alimadine. Thank you, sir. Thank for, you for joining us and explaining all of your experience with industrial lighting. Remember, we do residential, commercial, and industrial. Eventually, we're going to get after you guys with architectural lighting. A little more specific, but it'll be a fun conversation. You can do a lot of crazy things with it. Please remember to follow us on social media and check out our YouTube page. Please subscribe to that. We also put this podcast out, the audio version, on all podcast platforms. Thanks to Anchor FM for that. Next time, we might be talking about... We're, it's going to be a surprise. Might be talking about strip. We might be talking about fields. Or we might be talking about architectural. Y'all are going to have to find out next time. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you again. <laughs>